Sports Desk for Monday, the 26th of September. Now, this would usually be the part where I say, hey, how's it going, Corey? Or Corey jumps right in and says, hey, let's jump right into this thing today. Uh, but there is no Corey uh, today. He went to the Minnesota Twins game last uh, yesterday afternoon, rather, and we talked on Friday. Was he going to get to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play? Uh, the answer was yes. Was he going to see them do Mike Trout and Shohei Otani things? The answer was also yes. Mike Trout hit his 37th home run of the season. Shohei Otani had a couple of RBIs as well. Uh, two of the best baseball players on planet Earth play for the same team, and they stink. The team does, anyways. Those guys are awesome. Uh, that's what happens when you can't develop pitching. Cough, cough, twins. Oh, my goodness. Uh, another disappointing loss for the Twins. But, hey, who cares about them because there is one team that never lets us down. There's one team that will always make us feel good, and you know exactly who that team is. Cousins. He's got it. Touchdown. It's Osborne again. And Minnesota is in front with 45 seconds to play. K.J. Osborne receiving the long touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings were able to beat the Detroit Lions 28-24. My goodness, uh, what a game that was so incredibly infuriating for about three quarters of football, um, really most of the game. Uh, The first quarter was so bad, the Vikings were down 14-0. The wide receivers couldn't get any separation uh, the defense was just giving Detroit literally whatever they wanted. I, uh, my fiance was over at my house yesterday, and I said, hey, you know, this is getting so stressful. I'm literally going to build a bookshelf. Like one of the t- one of the ones you buy from Target, and the directions are kind of complicated, and you hope you got all the right pieces, and you got to be careful because the wood's kind of flimsy, so if you don't handle it right, you might break it. Uh, yeah, like that stressful bit of thing. Uh, I, I, would rather, I was rather doing that while watching the Vikings game, but mainly working on the bookshelf. I was not paying attention for uh, most of the first half, or at least I was in and out. I wasn't sitting on the couch devoting my whole energy to that first part of the game because, man, did that look like a game the Vikings should have lost. Kirk Cousins looked confused most of the game, looked scared for his life uh, out there. He had a lot of pressure, or at least the threat of pressure was able to get to him a lot in this game, a lot of dump-offs, a lot of checkdowns, couldn't find find Adam Thielen early on and then Justin Jefferson did not have that great of a game I think if you find uh, Justin Jefferson's uh, stat line in this game I think he only had three receptions for 18 yards or something like that so not a great effort out of uh, not a great game for Jefferson I, I guess I can't really question effort but hasn't been ideal for him since the monster week one game but I think in all of that, uh, the Vi- basically is to say uh, the Vikings did not have a great start to the game, but that doesn't matter because they were able to come back in the fourth quarter down 24-14, and they were able to score two touchdowns and win the game. Uh, so here's a couple notes. Uh, there's one thing, just looking back on it. And and at first I was jacked up because I was like, oh, my gosh, they got the win? Oh, my goodness, we're 2-1. and one. This is great. Got the win. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, Boy, 
Detroit really gave the Vikings that game. Like, like I was telling this with Dan last hour. It doesn't matter how many kneecaps that Detroit head coach Dan Campbell can bite off. Uh, the Detroit Lions are still the Detroit Lions. They don't know how to finish games, and they can't kick. I mean, both of those things have just broken this team, especially in recent years. Uh, but, man, Detroit, they went for it on fourth down, like, all game long. I think Detroit only – they were, like, 3 for 15 or something ridiculous like that on third downs. But, of course, they had a lot of fourth down conversions that made up for it. Uh, when you look at Detroit, they dominated most of this game. Uh, their offense had 416 total yards of offense, 5.5 yards per play. That's pretty good for Detroit. Uh, they made a bunch of fourth down conversions. But at the end of the game, Detroit went really conservative. Uh, maybe it's because in the fourth quarter they got stuffed on a fourth and one, and they gave the Vikings the ball back kind of close to midfield. Now the Vikings turned it over on downs, and the Detroit got close to field goal range. It was a 54-yarder. The kicker for Detroit's career long is like 53. So there's, you know, if you're Detroit's head coach, do you say like, you know, look, we went for it on fourth down last time and we didn't get it. You know, let's just go for the three points and let's go up 27-21 and force the Vikings to have to score a touchdown. The problem with that theory, that game theory in recent years, it doesn't work. Kicking a field goal to go up by six doesn't matter because the other team will just say, all right, well, we're just going to go down and score a touchdown. Pressure's off. We don't have to worry about getting into field goal range, getting in the right spot. Do we need on the left or the right hash mark? We're going for broke. We're going straight to the end zone. That at least it makes an offense a little bit easier. And quarterbacks, by the way, in the NFL have said as much, that they actually prefer trying to just worry about getting the touchdown rather than having to try and get themselves in kind of that field goal range spot. Uh, and Detroit also in the second half did a lot of runs. Uh, when they could pass the ball all over the field, they kind of tried to chew clock, but the Vikings were able to key in on it a little bit. Uh, so either way, this is a game probably, I say, like 50-50. Like half of this is like the Vikings played really well in the second part. of the, Like they finished really well, I should say. They were able to get stops on defense when it mattered. The offense came up big. Kirk Cousins found a wide-open K.J. Osborne. Like he, there was nobody in the nearest zip code. Uh, so... That's good. You found Adam Thielen, by the way. Uh, I was I was saying this to my fiance, and she was getting pretty annoyed that I was saying it. But when you find Adam Thielen, good things happen for your offense, and the Vikings were able to do that. Believe it or not, you found Adam, a wide open Adam Thielen in the end zone. There was a fourth down and six in the fourth quarter that the Vikings needed to get either on the touchdown to get twenty one points or the game winning touchdown. But it was a fourth and like six, and you're at midfield. And Adam Thielen runs just a little hitch route, and he's lined up perfectly to catch the ball and fall forward exactly where the first down marker was. Like such a savvy, veteran, wide receiver move that Thielen was able to find the soft spot in the zone. Cousins was able to throw a bullet. Thielen catches it right at the chest and and brings it in. So I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is... uh. Find Adam Thielen more. Uh, that's my one thing. Uh, so uh, I'm just kind of on my pregame, uh, postgame, I should say, ramblings. Uh, that is to say, does this loss say more about the Lions or the Vikings? And I think the answer is it says probably more about Detroit than it does Minnesota. That Detroit, they want to win. Their roster is good. By the way, their corners, physical. Like their defense is trying to build something here. Uh, they can't stop the run worth a darn, but in today's NFL, that's not exactly the biggest concern. But either way, 
Uh, Detroit blew this one. So this is a big division win, like we talked about with the Green Bay win. You know, what, the Packers this, the Packers that, and then in this one, the Lions this, the Lions that. It doesn't matter. The Vikings are now 2-0 and at home. They're 2-1 and on the season, and they are 2-0 and in the NFC North, which is huge for this team. 2-0 and in the NFC North. Uh, and they face Chicago in a couple weeks, and they're not good. So you have a chance to go 3-0 and in the division right away. That'd be a big boon for this team as they try and compete for a playoff spot. Uh, the one thing uh, with all of this is that the defense is still an issue. It gets gashed a lot. Uh, the Lions could do whatever they want. Jared Goff outplayed Kirk Cousins uh, in this game yesterday. So that's one thing to kind of keep an eye out for because that could potentially uh, be an issue. Uh, again, Kirk under pressure, or at least the threat of pressure, is still an issue. Justin Jefferson going silent pretty much for the last two games when the team's best corner has matched up on him is not ideal. Um, so, I, I, again, there's just a whole lot of stuff that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about here with this game. Uh, defense, Kirk Cousins under pressure, Justin Jefferson going dark. Uh, a few of these things are just not ideal. Greg Joseph missed a couple field goals in this game as well pretty badly. Uh, granted, it was towards the glass doors that were swung wide open. Don't know if that was an issue, uh, but... So there's a few things. This isn't a perfect Vikings team. They do have issues. Kirk Cousins is always going to be who he's going to be. There's no new level of Kirk you can unlock. You can pretty much just minimize his mistakes and smooth over a few parts of his game. But, hey, say what you want. Your Minnesota Vikings are 2-1 and one through three games. They have a very winnable game against Nolens. Now that's over across the pond in London next Sunday morning at like 8.30 a.m. So, I mean, there's a good chance they should win that one, but London games going across the pond, such a distance, there's always some tricky things uh, dealing with that. So it's not a guaranteed win, but the Vikings should be 3-1 and one going through the first month of the season. And you know what? I will take that 10 times out of 10. All right, well, uh, there is one other Minnesota sports team we could probably touch on as well, and that's the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who had a 31 to nothing route over Michigan State on the road on Saturday. PJ, what do you got to say? But I got to give our, our players a ton of credit. Uh, they played incredibly hard tonight. You know, we talked about total consistency across the board, uh, and really total consistency by executing the game plan. I didn't say perfect, uh, just consistent, and, and that's what we're going to have to continue to be. Uh, we challenge a lot of guys to be able to step up and not just step up because you're up. It's you've earned the opportunity. There's a little bit of P.J. Flack talking about the Gophers. Big time win. Man, Minnesota manhandled Michigan State. I was watching that whole game trying to think like, okay, the Gophers got a 7-0 start. Oh, no, it's a 14-0 start. Okay, cool. Is this the part where like the Gophers kind of like let the other team come back a little bit and then it ends up becoming kind of a game? No, actually, it is straight domination by the Golden Gophers. This defense for Minnesota is legit. Uh, it's probably the best defense the Gophers have had in a long time, probably not since the Jerry Kill days. Uh, this defense is legit. It is good. It's probably just as good as last season, but last season the offense was so bad it didn't really matter. Uh, this year, uh, the defense stellarly good and experienced. Joe Rossi is a great defensive coordinator. Second of all, the offense 
Tanner Morgan is carving defenses up. Kirk Soraka, he's back. The RPO offense, the run pass option, the fake the run, throw to a wide receiver on the slant across the middle of the field. That's been working. Uh, I mean, the Gophers have found a way to get enough wide receivers to step up in the first game without Chris Ottman-Bell, who's out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, and Mohamed Ibrahim, I mean, what more can't you say uh, about Mo? He's just a stellar running back, and this this is a nice win. Michigan State probably isn't as good as people thought they were coming into the season, but the Minnesota Golden Gophers are now ranked 21st in the AP poll. They're ranked 23rd in the coaches poll. They're a good football team. People are starting to take notice. Very winnable game against Purdue this Saturday. Also another winnable game against Illinois. There's a good chance to go for a start the season 6-0. and uh, This is going to set up another good matchup with Penn State. The last time the Gophers got 10 wins, they did beat the Nittany Lions, so there you go. Uh, it is just going to be a good season for the Gophers. We talk about it every season. They should win the West this year. There's no reason they shouldn't win this Big Ten division. And there really isn't any reason. The, the Wisconsin's not that good. They got manhandled by Ohio State. Now, the Gophers would also get manhandled by Ohio State. Ohio State's the third best team in the country by far. Uh, but stellar, stellar performance by the Gophers. They should win the Big Ten West this season. There's no excuses. It is wide open for them. If they do not get it, there's no, oh, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. It's a failure. Expectations are sky high now. Uh, so, in the words of P.J. Fleck, row the boat, Skyuma, go Gophers. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, September 26th. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.